this is Martha, and I'm so glad you've tuned into the Grace Church Podcast. I think that because you tuned in, you will better understand your place in God's kingdom. At Grace Church, we are living out our ancient faith in modern times, and we believe that these next few minutes will draw you closer to Jesus. To find out more about what's going on at Grace, visit us at graceocala.org. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Brothers and sisters, friends and families and loved ones, let me begin with the most important thing, that is, Merry Christmas. I want to begin to think a little bit tonight about presents, since that's relevant for tomorrow, right? So I can ask you to think about the best present that you've ever been given, but maybe not, because that's a lot of pressure, right? The best present you've ever been given. So let's instead think about a really good present that you've been given. Now, for me, a really good present that I was given that I was thinking about recently was one that my kids gave me for Father's Day. It had to do with some hiking stuff that I really like and really enjoyed that one. But as a present giver, the ones that I like to give the best are the ones that cause some sense of surprise. Some present that I give and I just see in their face or they audibly say, what? Really? I love that. So here's the secret that's not really a secret about giving good gifts. It's not about getting what the other person wants, because oftentimes we want dumb stuff, so that's not good. Instead, the secret to giving good gifts is having a purpose or an intent behind that gift. Having a purpose or intent behind that gift. When we have the gift receiver's intent or mind, when we're getting it for them, then it ends up being a really great gift. Doesn't have to be expensive, doesn't have to be pragmatic or a brand name, though it can be any of those things. It just has to have a thought put into it that I really care what they want, that this might be good for them in some way. Now, this happened to me recently. My birthday is in the beginning of December, and our parish administrator, Martha, got me a gift certificate for my birthday to Chipotle. Now, I like Chipotle just fine. She loves Chipotle. Loves Chipotle. They know her name there, all right? Like, that's how much they, she loves it. So she gave me this gift card to Chipotle. Now, what was nice about the gift card was that it was going to be a nice time to go and, and get some, some good food. But what was really nice about it, what made it a very special gift, was my wife was out of town at that moment, and she knew that I and my family were probably starving. <laughs> And so Chipotle would stop us from starving. And in fact, my son can attest, it was a very good gift. Right, Micah? Yes, it was. So the intent, the purpose, makes good gifts. In fact, one of the reasons I really love this season, this time of the year, is I like to ask each of you, and I may have already done this, what you're getting for other people in your life. The reason I like to ask that question is because I love hearing your intent. I love hearing the purpose that you're getting that present for so-and-so. It's beautiful. It's often very touching. 
It's kind and exciting. It's inspiring and it adds fuel to my spirit. Not the Christmas spirit, but the spirit that God has put inside of me. When I hear you thinking purposely about somebody else, it is wonderful. But we all know a problem here, don't we? And that is to know the purpose, to have an intent behind giving a good gift, you have to be paying attention. You have to notice, you have to overhear what it is that the person you are trying to get that gift for, what they're thinking about, what's on their mind, what's on their heart, what, they're, what they might want. You have to know what's going on in their lives for you to give a good gift. And so it's hard sometimes. Now, I will say there are the easy moments when this happens, like when my wife tells me, hey, <coughs> I'm out of perfume. Ah, I got this one figured out. The intent is I need to buy some more perfume for her. Or we discover that one of our kids' bikes has gotten too small. Okay, no sweat. Buy a bigger bike. Present done. Intent fulfilled. But when it comes to bigger ideas, something more than just a purchase, something more than just we can go to the mall and get, some gift that is in fact much bigger than we could possibly imagine, it requires a lot more serious discussion. I have a friend named Tim. Tim is very gifted in a lot of areas. He's quite smart. He's very kind. He's humble. He, uh, he's ambitious and faithful, and maybe what I like about him best is that he's very loving of a lot of people. Now, Tim, a couple years back, heard that a friend of his was ill. In fact, so ill that his kidneys, both of them, had begun to fail. And they had failed so much that they were beyond hope. His friend was going to die. So Tim did what Tim does. And he went to the hospital and he got tested and discovered that he was a match. And Tim gave away an organ. Now that's a pretty amazing gift. He literally gave away a part of himself, but not just because it felt good to do. In fact, the surgery was painful and there were complications. He gave away a part of himself to save a life. And that's amazing. It blew my mind. I wonder if all of our good gifts had this kind of intent behind them. What would happen in our worlds? What would happen in just our little circle of influence if we really tried to think about the people in our lives who needed something serious and we tried to meet that need. What would happen? Well, here's what I love about tonight and tomorrow is that God knows this too. God knows what it is to give this kind of serious gift, but also this kind of beautiful gift. The first gift that I see tonight is this, to just to Mary and Joseph. In their lives came a safe birth, came a calm and beautiful child, new life to this young couple. What a gift. Then the shepherds come and they confirm the message that God had put in both of their hearts, that this child was in fact the son of God, and that must have been an event like no other. So Mary and Joseph, they get the first gift of tonight on that silent night, on that holy night, 
they got a babe in the manger. But there is a second gift here. A gift so big that it required much more of a purpose, much more of an intent. A gift to me and you, actually. It's that word, Emmanuel. Maybe you've heard of it. It literally means God with us. And much more than my friend giving up his kidney, this is God himself in the flesh, among his creation, not a part of him, but all of him here. And this purpose, his intent wasn't just that we'd be happy or be blessed or enjoy this time of year or this season. No, God's intent was that this gift would fix all that had been broken in you and I. God's intent, his purpose, was to rectify the rift that had formed between us and him to bridge the gap between heaven and earth, not just once, but permanently. That's God's gift to us and to the whole world. Jesus among us in the flesh, one of us, fully human and fully God. Now that's a gift with some serious purpose. And really that just leaves the one question. Will you, have you, received and accepted that gift? Simple question. He purposed that gift for you. He intended it for you thousands and thousands of years ago, knowing that you'd be right here tonight. It's the best gift of all, to be totally reconciled and in a right relationship with him, all of him. And he gave it to us. Paid in full. All done. But you do have to answer that question. Will you receive the gift? God's gift is real. You need to accept it, celebrate his coming, worship him in the forgiveness that he's granted. Now, I want to close tonight with a song and a reading done both that you've heard before, but done in a way that you may not have heard before. The reason why is I want you to understand this gift because the gift had the end in mind. When this gift was given, God knew what was going to happen all the way at the end. We see the beginning tonight, but we need to understand the end. And I don't want you to miss it. So let's hear Silent Night, but also the Passion of Christ. Silent Night But the crowds cried out, Crucify him, crucify him. Holy night. Then they spat in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy for us, Christ. Who hit you? All is calm. When Pilate saw that an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. All is bright. And darkness 
darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour, for the sun stopped shining. Round young virgin, mother and child. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother Mary. I am thirsty, he cried. Holy infant. And they gave him a sponge of vinegar. So tender and mild. And he cried out with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, Emmanuel, God with us. Pray for us. Father, we acknowledge that this gift is overwhelming. This gift had such a price for you to pay, and you paid it willingly. It was not small. It was not easy, and yet you did it. Thank you that that gift began in such a humble place and yet had such magnificent ramifications. Thank you that you have given us a way home. Lord, help us to seize upon it, to not let go, because you have not let go of us. Cause us to say yes to your gift of salvation. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.